Resiliency Within with host Elaine Miller Karras is brought to you by Trauma Resource Institute Incorporated. Visit traumaresourceinstitute.com. Welcome to Resiliency Within, featuring your host, Elaine Miller Karras. In unprecedented times, our beliefs and well being are put to the test. When we take the things we've learned in life and look at challenges in a whole new way, we learn to develop resiliency, which can then be used to promote healing and personal strength. Now, here is Elaine Miller Karras. Welcome. I'm Elaine Miller Karras. Uh, and welcome to Resiliency Within. We are also live streaming on Facebook at Resiliency Within if you'd like to see us in, in living color. So my guest today is Karen Weary, a licensed marriage and family therapist and author of Achieving Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity. Karen is a former radio talk show host here um, at Voice America. Her show was called Shift Happens. Her work is about how we can heal ourselves mentally, physically, and financially, starting with changing our mindset. Once we change our mindset, we can tap into our infinite potential. Karen's going to discuss with us um, the powerful tools that can help us do just that. She'll also discuss how the role of stress is very big in the way we are overfed and undernourished. She'll share with us uh, how we can balance the body again, including using the t- nutritional supplements to reset the nervous system. And she'll, she has learned that you can now be in charge of your environment and how you want to respond instead of a, a knee-jerk reaction. And you can begin to create the reality you want to live in. So, Karen, welcome, welcome, welcome. And as we get started, I want to ask you a very simple question is about um, what about your lived experience drew you to becoming a psychotherapist? Well, Elaine. Yes. question. Well, you know, so one of the things that happened, I had an early experience um, where I lost my dad when I was five, lost my dad he passed on. He uh, had heart issues. And from there, we moved from Houston, Texas to Denmark because my mother was originally from Denmark. And and then what I got to see was, well, first of all, that whole transition and loss. And, um, and then seeing also the intergenerational uh, interactions in between the three of us, my grandmother and myself and I, and then my cousins over in England. And it just interested me in how, um, how this all plays out and how it all affects us. I saw how my mother was reacting to her mother and saw how my grandmother was reacting with me and my cousins in England and so on and so forth. And one of my favorite things was asking my mom and her cousin, Karen, that I was named after, uh, to tell me stories about when, in the old days, when they were growing up. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that kind of leads me to my next question. So as you embarked upon your personal journey, you know, what elements in your life, when you had the hardship of being just such a sweet little one, losing her dad at the age of five um, and moving across the ocean. So what, uh, what about your life sustained and supported you? Uh, I know sometimes sweet stories of our family's histories can be one of those, but are there other things that sustained and supported you during those times? And even now, you can, it doesn't have to only be then, it can be now as well. 
Yes. Good question. Uh, I, I think that really being very determined, <laughs> stubborn, <laughs> word you want to use, is, is pertinent because um, it's, I always I saw what was happening and I decided, you know what? This isn't working for me. I want to find another way because I grew up very, very shy, painfully shy. Anybody who's shy will tell you that's like the worst thing. You don't wish that on anybody. And and just working my way through taking decades to get there. (laughs) Um, And just always knowing and searching for love, I think, is a big uh, determinator in, inside of me. Well, I just love that, you know, I can just see this little spirit, this that little girl that had that determination of how life maybe could be different, but determination can be very, you know, something that's a very felt sense experience as well. Um, and I'm also, you know, I, I also was a painfully shy little girl, and I'm just kind of amused, here we are, both women who have had a radio show. And so you wouldn't think that a shy person, right, would do a radio show. So any of our listeners who are out there going, I'm really shy too, um, and wondering, but I have things I want to do. So just know that through determination and sometimes not only belief in ourselves, but sometimes how other people can believe in us too. I don't know if you ever had people that believed in you too. Was that part of your lived experience as well? It was, but I, I find that for myself and I think many times for other people, it's hard for that other people's belief to really penetrate through your own insecurities and your so own. that armor of the insecurities. Yes. So, so it was more yes. that inner determination. So, um, and I can say for me, it was, there were some people in my life that were amazing. And I had a grandmother, for example, that always kind of just said, you know, you are just you're just so wonderful the way that you are. And I know not everybody gets to have that, right? Um, but I know that sometimes there are those people that can come into our life that can penetrate that, those wounds that happen to us as well. So I, I just love hearing about that determination. And even um, our radio listeners, she had this very determined look on her face as she was talking about that determination and then a very a wonderful smile. Well, so that kind of leads me to, I, I think, the other parts that I know can be hard. You know, you write about intergenerational trauma in your book, and I want to say the name of it, Achieving Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity. I love the name. And she's holding it back for our individuals who are on Facebook Live to be able to see it. So, you know, so how do you discern what mental health issues are derived from genetics as opposed to intergenerational trauma? Yes, I personally think that and I'm on a mission to, because I think we too quickly will ascribe uh, mental health diagnoses to genetics as opposed to the product of the environment that we're living in, grew up in, working in, relationships, kinds of things. Because many times that I think and I see and I know experience myself of remaining in in different scenarios whether it's a work situation or a relationship or you know social where 
it's just not good for us, but we learn how to kind of logic our ways like, oh, you know, brush our, our thoughts and feelings and, and all the things that we're experiencing under the rug. And it's just, I'm just anxious or depressed or whatever. And this is why when I work with people, I always like to start off with trauma first. And even though people, you know, a lot of people, they think that, well, I had a great childhood and this, that, and the other. We've all had experiences that were uncomfortable where we felt hurt or vulnerable or scared or whatever, whether it was something that was done on purpose or not on purpose and, and unintentional. And they color how to get stuck in there in our nervous system and in our brain in a way. And it really colors so much of what else we do because our brain is trying to protect us from being hurt again. And this is why events that have happened that we think, oh, well, it's 30 years ago, 40 years ago, I'm over it, I forgave them, can still be stuck in there causing problems today. Yeah, I think that's such a, a very important part because sometimes people might say, well, that happened 40 years ago. And why has this event that's happening now all of a sudden conjured up or sparked all those memories from the past? Because they haven't necessarily been processed. They haven't necessarily been dealt with. And I think, and I want to make sure I understand this, because I think that we, in um, the field of psychotherapy, there is a lot of information about genetic predispositions. For example, a predisposition to alcohol call abuse, a predisposition to bipolar condition or to depression and anxiety. And so that may in fact be a part of it, but it's not all of the part of it. But if you let that be the guiding principle, that sometimes the underlying issues um, are not um, are not addressed. Or you might say, well, I don't really need to go see a psychotherapist. I can just take this medication and it can be done with. But what I think you and I both have learned, we've been doing it for a while, that that wouldn't that be nice, but there isn't that easy answer. So being in relationship with a attuned therapist can make all the difference in the world of journeying through those difficulties of the past and how they may be creeping into our behaviors in the present and causing us suffering. Very much so. And many times people don't realize how much it's causing disturbance in the current life until it's resolved. And also, while we know about genetics, we also now know about epigenetics, which means that we do have a big factor in whether those tendencies get switched on or off. And stress is a huge, huge factor in whether or not maybe if somebody has the tendency to bipolar or schizophrenia or something like that, stress is the thing that will push you right over the edge. And, and so I know that a lot of your work is focused on helping people understand the stress response and also ways to mitigate or to reduce the stressful experiences that they've had in their life. So I would just, you know, like to invite you, what would you like to talk first about the tools that you believe are so important? I know that EMDR is one of them, but there may be some others that you might want to address um, to begin with. Yeah, yeah. EMDR, I would say, is my biggest first go-to. That's where to really wrap up the first question of whether, how to discern whether something's genetic or, or environmentally caused. I'd like to start off personally doing EMDR to clear out whatever 
trauma there may be, because to me, then we have a real baseline for what's going on. Because by then, a lot of things that were problems before, anxiety, problems sleeping, you know, depression, whatever might be gone or greatly reduced, you know, and then we can, you know, go from there. Um, so that's my first go-to, but I use actually, as we were talking before the show, you talk about your methodology of teaching people how to use their, you know, tune into their nervous system and body. And I, I turns out as you were talking, I was like, mm, I actually, <laughs> out of those things that you're talking about really, because I guide people to pay attention to how does this feel to you? How does this feel to you? Even when people they're asking me, there's one tip that I really love, and I, I got that, I think, from the HeartMath Institute, where um, when somebody has a question, and I, and I always talk about how when we try to figure it out in our head, many times, that, you know, we don't just have our own thoughts and opinions. We have all the programming that's happened throughout our life from our parents and school and media and the whole nine yards, and everything's in there ping-ponging around, you know, <laughs> causing a lot of chaos many times. So what I tell people is like, so maybe a question would be, should I leave this relationship? Uh, And then I tell them, okay, well, you know, ask the question, then drop it down into your heart, probably put your fingers on your heart just to help guide your attention down to your heart. Notice what does your heart tell you? Usually you'll get an answer just like that. It'll be yes or no, whether or not you like the answer. That's another story. (laughs) I usually tell people, that's your answer right there. So you've also found that working with the body is a very important um, part of the work that you do. And I, and I guess I just also want to um, highlight something else that you said about using. Um, so EMDR stands for eye movement. Just um, um, <laughs> eye movement. Oh, what's what the D is for? Um, go ahead, give me the D. Um, yeah, desensitization. Desensitization reprocessing. Oh my gosh, it just left my head. Anyway, I, I should know that by the, you know, the drop of a pin, but in any event, so EMDR is a way of processing those traumatic events. And I know you're going to tell us some, give us some examples, but I also think what you said was really important is that we sometimes can have trauma that is sitting on our lap all the time. And when you clear something out, it's like, there's many layers to an onion and you know how you can, sometimes it's hard to peel that outer um, part of the onion. And then there you get in to the juicy part of the onion. And so I think that's why it's so important to work with, you know, a experienced trauma therapist, if you've had a lot of stuff happen to you, because it may be such a blockage for you being able to be the person that you want to be, because once you clear that out, the more, um, I guess, uh, relevant part of who you are as a human being that's been squished can come out, kind of like the flower blossoming. blossoming. Or I had one, someone told me one time in New Orleans after one of the storms there, I was doing work out there. And he said, you know, this kind of reminds me when we start working with this trauma and the beautiful blossoms. I spent a lot of time in India. It was a Catholic priest in New Orleans. And he said, he said, and you know what grows out of the shit, Elaine? I go, no, what grows out of the shit? You know, he said, the most beautiful lotus blossoms grow out of the shit. And so I think that happens for us as human beings as well. And when you said that as your first go-to, clear out that trauma. So then you can get to those lotus blossoms. I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing you say. Did I say that right? Yes. You, you nailed it. <laughs> All right. So, so, um, so in any event, so look, can we talk a little bit about EMDR now? Would that be all right? 
Uh, it's my favorite topic. So. Okay. It's your favorite topic. You know, I've told you we had some other guests also talk about EMDR. So it's one of, you know, I'm trained in it as well. So I think it's a very powerful uh, modality of healing. So can you share with us a little bit about um, you, the examples of how EMDR has helped your clients? Yes, I have two specific ones that uh, come to mind. And one was, this was a man who was probably, I don't know, in his 40s maybe. And this was an incident. He knew, he came in knowing specifically the incident uh, that he needed and wanted to work on when he was about 10. And it was an incident with, with a bicycle and, um, you know, it got stolen by some, you know, they went to the other side of the bridge where they weren't supposed to go. And then the bad kids, they stole the car, the bike and, and the dad, this was out of character, totally lost his mind. And he came at him and at his throat and, you know, brought him up on the, on the wall, up against the wall. So the mom had to call his other brothers to get the father off of him. And this, the, what came from that was, that, first of all, I had a lot of anger towards his dad and now he was taking care of his dad. And, but also he couldn't wear anything close, like necklace, anything. So when he was in the military, he just wearing a dog's head was, extremely you know take a while for him to do that and he would always be pulling on his shirts and to make them looser and so we did the emdr and he i can't remember how many sessions because i dive right in i just go for it because <laughs> people they get relief quicker than later and it maybe a two, three sessions, and he was like, oh, you know, I can put my hand on my throat. I haven't been able to do that. And he wasn't stretching out his, his clothes, which was driving him crazy because he knew he didn't need to do it. It was, it's that, that's that difference between the logic and the nervous system. The nervous system is telling you something bad happening, but the logic knows better. So he was finally, with it, he was ecstatic to be able to put that aside and not have to Oh, also in his dreams, he would be, he used to see his, um, his childhood home and it would always be this looming thing and that went away. So in a lot of different ways that changed and now he was better able to care for his father, you know, that was his home. A, oh my goodness. That's such a powerful story. And I, I just want to, you know, share with our listeners you know, people may say, well, why was he having those things on his chest? We have different kinds of memory systems. So we have explicit and implicit memory. Explicit memory is like remembering that this event happened and what his dad did. That sounds like he had a, he had a clear memory that not all people that have had trauma have a clear memory. And EMDR can be very helpful even if you don't have a clear memory. Um, but um, you can have what's called implicit memory, which are body memories. It's almost as if there's been an imprint left, an invisible like tattoo in your body that is from the traumatic memory. And that would have been the reason why he couldn't have anything next to his throat. And think of how um, disabling that is for even just wearing clothes or every time anybody touches you in that part of your body, you're sent into a state of distress. So I imagine when that happened for him, it changed him and how he looked at himself in the world. So, so in terms of the follow-up, what happened after that for him in terms of his life story? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, for him, that was like the biggest piece that because he'd done therapy before. He'd also done EMDR previously, um, and he was just saying, I don't know why. Why did I wait so long to do this? <laughs> um, and 
uh, so I, I didn't really get to follow up with him um, afterwards because uh, I do a lot of short brief work. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I think the other thing is that sometimes they don't need to come back. <laughs> right, exactly. They feel like they've been able to process that event and it shifts them because oftentimes yes. if they come back, there may be another layer that has appeared that they need to work on in that same way. So, yes. yes. Well, that is, that is quite a story. Yeah. Um, and so I imagine for you to have EMDR so central in your interventions that it is one of the things that, that is important for you to do. So is there yeah. any, you know, like if a person's, you know, they're listening and saying, oh, well, maybe I should do this kind of therapy. Um, so how, does, how do people find out about how to get your services? Like if, you, if they wanted to get a hold of you, we're going to take a break in just a few minutes, but um, how, can people get a hold of you on your website? Yes, is that the can. best way? Uh, my website um, or through Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on and so places. would they just put your name in there, Karen? Karen yes. Weary? Yes. Okay, so. And my website is www.insightswellnesscenter.net. In, insightwellnesscenter.net. Okay, I want to just repeat that. So yeah. I want you all to know that you can get a hold of her. And also, you probably can get some more information about her book because we haven't talked about the book yet. But we're going to do that after our break. So um, after the break, we're going to talk about why did you write this book? I'm going to ask you that question. So I'm sure our listeners are going to want to hear that one. And uh, how did you come about with this wonderful title? I love it. Achieving? Say it out loud. I love them to hear your words and saying the words of your book. Achieving peace, purpose, and prosperity. Peace, purpose, and pros- pros- prosperity. I can't <laughs> say the word. I love, I love the title. So we're going to hear um, the dimensions and what is in this book. And hopefully we're going to uh, encourage you to go and pick this book up. Pick this book up. So I am talking to Karn Weary, a former radio show host of Voice America, an author, a psychotherapist, who will come and, and continue to share her wealth of information. And she has also, she's going to tell us about nutritional supplements that she feels are important for us to think about. And I'm also interested in this, this, new, this therapy that is FDA approved that helps with chronic pain. So you're going to share that when we come back from, from our break. So this is Elaine Miller-Karras signing off for just a couple of minutes, and we'll be back shortly with Karen Weary. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Trauma Resource Institute is a nonprofit organization cultivating trauma-informed and resiliency-focused individuals and communities worldwide. Our mission is to take people from despair to hope. We believe in a world where every child and adult has the capacity to recover from highly stressful and traumatic experiences. Check out iChill, our free app that helps you learn the wellness skills of the community and trauma resiliency models. Go to TraumaResourceInstitute.com for more information. Elaine Miller-Karras' book, Building Resiliency to Trauma, The Trauma and Community Resiliency Models, is available on Amazon.com. 
The book is about how to cultivate resiliency during and in the aftermath of traumatic experiences. The book also addresses body-based trauma interventions combined with psychoeducation about the biology of trauma and resiliency. Elaine also offers personal consultations. For more information, you can contact her at Elaine at ResiliencyWithin.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Elaine Miller-Karras co-founded the Trauma Resource Institute, Incorporated. The Institute provides trainings on the models Elaine developed, the Community Resiliency Model, or CRM, and the Trauma Resiliency Model, or TRM. If you would like more information about the Trauma Resource Institute or how to participate in trainings, visit the Institute's website at traumaresourceinstitute.com. That's traumaresourceinstitute.com. Trauma Resource Institute. Build resilience. Awaken hope. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Resiliency Within with Elaine Miller Karras. To reach the show during our live broadcast, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Elaine at resiliencywithin.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. I am here with Karen Weary, psychotherapist from Florida. We didn't say that you were from Florida before, but beautiful Florida. And she has been talking to us about EMDR, and she's going to continue to illuminate us about what she believes are some of the important things to think about if you've experienced trauma and how to develop greater tools for yourself in order to be able to live a more fulfilled life. So, Karen, as we're coming back, is there anything on your mind right now that you wanted to talk about the first half an hour that you didn't want to say? I want to say that first. I have other questions for you as well. <laughs> oh, just just one quick other story about another person that I worked with. This was one of those that was a three-session deal, and she came because she was sent uh, by her work. She was caught um, drinking on the job and you know, had been having issues with sleeping and stress and all that for a year since her husband had died and we zoomed in on a specific moment uh, at the end of his life and that was replaying in her head over and over again and so once we processed that with with EMDR the next week 
it was significant. When she came back, she looked like she'd been on a week's vacation. All the stress was just washed off of her as she'd been sleeping and didn't feel the need to drink anymore because she was just doing that to, you know, self-medicate. And so what do you think happens um, in the brain? I mean, I know there's been a lot of discussion about what's called bilateral stimulation of the of the brain with EMDR, because people either, they may look at your fingers as you're going from right to left. I know some people have um, vibra- vibratory tappers they have in their hands or underneath their thighs, and there's also light that people can watch. So right. can you maybe illuminate the listeners are going, well, how does that work? It sounds yeah. a little bit different. Bilateral stimulation, what does that mean? Right? Yeah. yeah I, I explain this to everyone everybody that uh, I see that what happens in our brain when, and, and this I learned from reading Bessel van der Kolk's, um, the, the body, re, the bears body the burden, body bears a burden. No, the body, the keeps body, the score. The body keeps, the body keeps score. Yes. <laughs> the body bears the burden is, is Robert Scare's book. Also another wonderful book to read about um, body centered trauma. Yes. Gotcha. Well, I loved how you explained it. I've been using this ever since I read it to explain to my clients uh, that when we go into, when we feel scared, when our brain senses I'm not safe, it goes into some level of, of fight, flight, or freeze, which shuts down the left side of the brain that has to do with you know, logic, language, math, time sequencing. It shuts down the prefrontal cortex which is executive functioning, but the right side of the brain is all lit up and that's how it's stored and frozen and how whenever we get triggered, it comes back up. So if you think of it, like this is, you're working with half a brain when this is going on. What the bilateral stimulation does is two different things. One is it sends a signal to the central nervous system to calm down. So now the whole brain stays on board as we're processing this. And this is how you can take it from that, you know, kind of uh, melt that frozen ball of yuck that was stuck in there uh, dysfunctionally. And now it can be integrated fully into who you are. I've never heard anybody say that frozen ball of yuck that got stuck in there, (laughs) but that's a pretty good descriptor there, Karen, of those traumas that happened to us, right? Yeah. Because I think it's it's important to talk about the neuroscience of EMDR because the the creator, Francine Shapiro, she was, she died recently, but she was a consummate researcher and she wanted to, you know, really what was happening. So it's really important that people know that it's based on science. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah. And I always preface it with people that are saying it, it's a little weird, <laughs> but it's extremely powerful. So um, if we can move into another topic, because it sounds like EMDR is very center in, the, in your way of, of helping people. And so once that, um, that stuck energy, that stuck memory is out of the way, and it sounds then there's opportunities to think about other ways of healing. And one of the ways... Um, Um, that you had shared with me is that you really believe people should think about supplements. And can you tell us a little bit more about what supplements you uh, encourage people to take? Do you encourage them to talk to their doctor first to how do you work with supplements? Yeah. So I, I really, um, because most of our, you know, our food sources, you know, there's so much pollution and hormones in our meats and, and, you know, 
pesticides and all of that stuff. Most of us were really efficient in a lot of different things. And and uh, so, and most people um, will inflammation, have issues with inflammation, too much inflammation. And that causes pain. It, it really is the precursor for all um, physical health issues. Chronic is certainly with cancer, certain cancers, um, cognitive issues, uh, yeah, cardiovascular issues, all kinds of things, pain. So- so the inflammation, this is also can be connected to our immune system functioning. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and so, so I use certain um, supplements that are natural. And so they don't have any you know, side effects or anything like that, which a lot of pharmaceuticals do. Yeah. And so, um, so that we can naturally bring down uh, the inflammation. And then a lot of people, they have a lot less or if not clear pain, a lot of different pain. Um, and it helps with cognitive functioning and all kinds of things. And the latest thing that I've, I've added, I use all these things myself. I try it on myself <laughs> um, first always, but is fulvic acid, which is uh, this incredible, basically it's, it's dirt, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. But we don't want you to go out and eat dirt, though. <laughs> no, not, no, don't no, go out and grab no, no, no. dirt. Yes, yes. This is, this is taken from a particular place and, you know, and dry freeze and all kinds of good stuff. And it provides over 70 uh, different kinds of minerals. It's, um, it's, I was starting to have the beginnings of gum disease. And the last time I went to the dentist was in the fall of 2019. And they wanted me to get one of those in-depth cleanings, you know, under the gum cleanings. They're like, oh, I'm going to see whatever I can do to change that around. And they were saying, oh, this is irreversible once it's that way. And I added this fulvic acid and used it, you know, internally and on my toothbrush and microdosing at night and all kinds of things. And when I went to this the earlier this month, the back to the dentist, they said, Oh, everything looks good, you know, no inflammation, everything's good. You just need a regular cleaning. So I said, Well, this is really powerful. <laughs> well, so I, I I also want to say that with, with supplements, um, I know that people can take different kinds of medication that are prescribed by their physician and right. that there are there can be interactions. So I just right. want to say in terms of from the resiliency within perspective that if yeah. you're going to take supplements and you're being cared for by a physician to make sure that the physician knows what you're deciding to do. Um, and also to see if they have a recommendation. Because sometimes people say, oh, if I can buy this over the counter, that means it won't interact with other kind of medications um, I've been taking. And Mm -hmm. as a former uh, teacher of family medicine, I saw the sometimes ramifications of people that would take a supplement that would interact badly with their other prescribed medication. So it's just really important that um, as much as we know that taking certain supplements can be really helpful to health. It also is something to make sure that you check it out with your, your physician too, if you're on some other medications. So yeah. you've seen some really good, good, good effects from, from this. Right, right. Personally and in people that I work with. And so, yeah. And are there absolutely. other kinds of supplements besides, can you spell, because I, I thought you said folic acid to begin with. Yeah. I, I took that yet when I, is it F-O-L-I-C? Is that what you're talking about? No, it's no. F-U-L-V-I-C. 
Folic. F-U-L-V-I-C. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I, I heard that correctly because folic acid was one of the things that they encourage you to take when you're pregnant. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So, yes. So, yeah. And so I think that's the other thing that's important. People are often encouraged to take prenatal vitamins, which are supplementing the, the nutrition deficits that happen because of the very things that you were talking about, Karin. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And when you take, you know, this is something that also helps uh, rebalance uh, gut health. Uh, it pulls 60 times its weight of uh, oxygen into the cells, as well as pulls 60 times its weight of toxins and such out of the cells. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's helpful. So then this is something else that when you see your clients, you may, um, have them think about other things that also can be contributing to helping them besides therapies like EMDR and other kind of, when you talked about heart math, which by the way, if anyone is interested, heart math um, is from Boulder Creek. I lived, used to live quite near Boulder Creek and heart math, you know, is, has some wonderful evidence about the uh, effectiveness of their, their, and what's called coherence and how we can get coherence inside of ourselves, which is really that state of internal balance. So I love that in terms of just touching your heart and seeing what your heart says, because I think, you know, in, in the sensory uh, models that I've been bringing for, forward in the world, paying attention to sensations is very important and can sometimes really help us direct our, our thoughts, our feelings, our meanings, and our behaviors that can really provide greater health for us. So I call it our inner wisdom, it, our own oh, inner wisdom. I just love, you know, Karen and I don't know each other well, but I actually say that there's an inner wisdom that words cannot express. Yep. So there you go. Yes. I'm going to do you high five, my friend here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that gets me to your book because I want to make sure we have lots of time to talk about your book. And yeah. I'm going to say the words again, Achieving Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity. I love the title. So how did this come about? Why did you decide to write the book? How did the title come about? You said that there's a story behind it. So yes. over to you. Let us know how this happened. Okay. All right. So I, uh, you know, it's becoming vague why I started writing it other than I have, a, just as you have a passion for you know, sharing with the world that we are way more resilient than we believe, um, that is my passion as well. And um, so I started writing it a few years ago, and then it was put on the back burner, as so often happens when people, they start writing, life happens, it's like, oh, yeah, I can get to that later. And then how it actually finally got wrapped up and published this year was uh, a, a friend of mine that I met at a speaking, um, it was not an engagement, but in but where we were learning how to do speaking in that type of thing is a training. And I happened to sit next to her and she turns out to be a publisher. Now, not that we spoke about that at all at the time, but she called me up earlier this year, asking me if I know a graphic designer. I was like, no, I don't. But she just happened at the time to just share how she um, had this, this uh, special going on for authors to get their book written and finished and ready to publish this year. And it would be 90 days. And what the price was for all of that, that everything she puts in it. And I know what it costs to publish a book. I've heard. And this was 
this was a deal I could not say no to because I had the majority of it done. So it was just a matter of finishing it up. (laughs) And I don't know anything about writing or publishing a book or anything like that. So that's how it came to fruition. So with regards to the title, that is a story (laughs) that is very interesting because it was a, a, a it evolved over time because at first I had named it Ditch That Diet because a lot of it is about how we tend, many of us use food to just, you know, for comfort and such. And, and you know, we have a little bit of a weight issue in our, co- in our country. <laughs> and so it's, it talks a lot about, you know, the one piece that's missing in all of the weight programs. Um, so then we, uh, then after talking with the, one of my cohorts, uh, she said something that I thought, wow, I really like this. And so then it became, uh, it's not what you eat, it's what's eating you. And I really like that title. But then I was talking to my publisher and on a Zoom like this here, and we, and she, she was asking me about, yeah, I don't think that's that thing's too long. It's not working. Let's find something else. And what actually comes out of the work that you do? And I, and I started naming these words. And then she was saying how peas are very powerful. And and then just at that moment when I said peace, purpose, and prosperity, that was this loud bang outside of my window and I thought it was lightning that and and I lost power and everything so I turned around I jumped and turned around to see oh my god is there a fire (laughs) and there wasn't and I turned back around she was still on the zoom talking away like nothing had happened and I was like did you did you not hear what that that loud noise and she's like no what are you talking about that was just as soon as I said this is bang I'm like this is god that's telling me this is the name (laughs) All those God sparks. That was that was more than a God spark. That was a God boom. (laughs) That was Thor. (laughs) A God soar. There you go. A God soar. You know, I just want to say though, I think that's, you know, I want to really underscore this for our listeners because there's two things that you talked about, and one was. I call it the serendipity of sitting next to the publisher. I always think those those are things that is also part of your God sore, is that if you hadn't sat next to her and exchanged, and then she called you regarding the graphic artist, and then all the things that came that she became your publisher, and then to have that conversation with her, the two of you together have some kind of a synergy, I would say, about your the God sore that happened to you in creating that name. So, oh my, that is a very exciting story. And that yeah. I hope that you retell and retell that story because it, it I think it also gives me a, even a, I was, I'm going to read your book anyway, but I want, it gives me a, even a larger impetus to read your book. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I love that. Yes. Thank so you. Let, let me ask you a little bit more about the book. So, you know, what is, Tell us why we should read your book. What is in it that is important for us to pick it up and to read? I really go into, you hear a little bit about my story because I weave a little bit of it into it for several reasons. One, to share that I'm also a human being, that I'm not just up here trying to tell people what to do. But second of all, also because... um, things that happened to me are things that have happened to a lot of people just in different ways, different variations. And that I wasn't, there was, there weren't huge big T traumas as we talk about in EMDR, a lot of more, a lot more of the, 
smaller little T traumas that add up and add up and add up. And and I really wanted to share how those um, can color and impact our lives so powerfully. And it's also a workbook. So as at the end of each chapter, there are exercises to really help walk people through the, the different parts to identify, um, for example, as I mentioned earlier, uh, what is your circle like, your intimate circle, your social circle, your work circle? Who are the people? Are there toxic people in there that may be causing you to be feeling the way you do? Uh, for example, I have a young client right now who was in, in, really in a toxic relationship for five years, still in the process of, of coming out of it. And and now in the last two weeks has really been hanging out with a much more positive group of people. And he was just blown away himself by how different he feels now, just not being with this person who's so like an anchor, so toxic. And so the book is a way that you can kind of unwrap some of those issues in your life and even the workbook form to help help you do that. So that's, so it's interactive. That's nice to know. I also want to just say, you know, compliment to you for our listeners too. I I found, you know, I've met a lot of therapists in the world in my travels. And I think the ones that I listen to more closely are the ones that walk in humility. And oftentimes that walk in humility is about not being afraid to share some of the components of your life story and how they led to you even starting to think about interventions that could help healing, not only for yourself, but others. So I think that, that to me, that gives it greater authenticity. Karen, I don't know if you felt that way, but other authors that you've read as well. But I, if it gets to be too academic for me, it doesn't have the same, um, I guess it ha- doesn't have the same value to me, honestly. Right, right. You know, and, and there's the part of what I write about is tried and true. It's not some theory I'm think I'm telling other people to do um, because I've done all of it <laughs> and I still do all of it. And, um, and it's gotten me to a really, really good place in yeah. my life. There is no way, no way. Nobody could pay me enough money to go backwards in time. <laughs> so you like where you are right now in the present moment, which I guess once I want to come into the other another therapeutic intervention um, that I really don't know very much about at all, that's called frequency therapy. And it's FDA approved. It's something to work with chronic pain. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, so about frequency therapy. Yeah, it's uh, it's not just for uh, chronic pain, but um, for those who are on the Facebook Live, I have the little device right here. This is this came into my life uh, about a year and a half ago uh, when it first came to the U.S. market. It's uh, from Germany, and they're quite ingenious in Germany, <laughs> and it it has a quantum sensor in there now. What I talk about is that everything, everybody knows by now that everything is is vibration, frequency, right? Our cells, everything vibrates at a certain level. And what they found is that um, when we can, and there are different um, types and layers of frequency that they use. This one has over 130 different menus um, that it can uh, 
work on. And there's one way where it uses microcurrents where it's actually attached and it's our body cells actually communicate with each other with microcurrents. We're like a battery. <laughs> and, and so when the, uh, the, the membrane of the cell has a certain frequency and a healthy, frequency, a healthy cell has, uh, um, I think it's a hertz of 72 hertz, I think. And then when it becomes sick, it, it changes the uh, hertz level. So, of hertz. so does this help to get the frequency in the right calibration? Yes. 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 Okay. So, so and it's, Yes. So I really, so it's called frequency therapy and they they can find out more about it if they go to your website. I see that our, our, I cannot believe our time is slipping away. So I want to make sure that, um, that the, our listeners, you know, really hear a final maybe sentence or word from you about what you think is the most important that you would like to say to them as we end our time here together today. Yeah. So I really want to emphasize how to use the title of your show, Resilient and Powerful We Are. We've been given too many um, disempowering messages, I believe. And when we can tap into our own resources, like with our nervous system, like the, the system that you put together and created, like with EMDR and that I talk about in the book, dropping down into your heart and all those different things, you will find that you will come to this place and uh, create your own reality that is so much more pleasant than what most of us live in. (laughs) So I guess what I'm hearing is that healing is possible, that no matter what you've been through, there, there can be a journey for healing. And one of those ways, if you're curious, maybe to pick up your book, Achieving Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity, that people can get it through your website. And is it on Amazon as well? It's on Amazon, yes. Okay, so they could also get it on Amazon. And also, um, say your website again one more time. Yeah. I want to make sure people hear it. It's Insights. It's plural. Insights. counts. Uh, I'm sorry. I just changed the name. Insightswellnesscenter.net. Okay. So, remember that website and that you can go and learn more. And for our listeners, um, remember what else is true in your life. You can hear from both Karen and I, two young girls that were painfully shy that ended up having our own radio shows that that we learned, I guess, that we could have a voice and that we could actually speak, Karen. And we both have been speaking to the world about what we both believe in, which is that healing is possible and that all those ingredients of healing are within you. So please don't give up hope that there is definitely... Um, a journey and also pay attention to who sits next to you in meetings. It could be that serendipitous moment that changes your life. And who knows, you might be publishing a book soon too. So until next week, um, signing out from Elaine Miller-Karis here at Resiliency Within. Thank you so much for joining us this week for Resiliency Within. Please tune in again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Elaine Miller-Karras, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again soon.
Resiliency Within, with host Elaine miller Karras is brought to you by Trauma Resource Institute, Incorporated. Visit TraumaResourceInstitute.com.